My next guest on the show this afternoon is Riley Gaines. You may have heard of her. She's now a spokeswoman for the Independent Women's Forum. She's also a 12-time All-American swimmer with five SEC titles for the University of Kentucky. She made national news, really international news, in 2022 when she raced Leah Thomas in the NCAA Women's Swimming Championship. I'll talk to her about that situation and what she's doing now. Riley, thanks for being on the show. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. Before we talk about North Carolina and why you were here a few weeks ago, um, tell me about that situation in the Women's Swimming Championship for those who don't necessarily know exactly what all happened. Uh, Tell us about you and what happened during that championship. Absolutely. Um, So that NCAA championship was in March of 2022, so just a little over a year ago. Um, And we were forced to compete against the biological male. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas was formerly known as Will Thomas and swam three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania before deciding to transition to the women's team. While racing amongst the men, Leah, formerly Will, was ranked 462nd at best nationally and, of course, among the women winning national titles, becoming the fastest woman in the country by multiple seconds, beating out Olympians, American record holders, again, by body length, which in swimming... A body length, even a second, that's a lot, especially to beat the entire rest of the country by. Um, that second day of competition at our national championships was the day that Thomas and I raced, and we raced in the 200-yard freestyle, which ultimately resulted in a tie. Um, we went the exact same time down to the hundredth of a second. And upon tying, we go behind the podium, and the NCAA official looks at both Thomas and myself and says, great job, but you guys tied. And we don't really account for ties in, in regards to the trophy, so this trophy goes to Leah. Riley, you go home empty-handed. And when I question this, you know, why? Why are you adamant on giving this trophy to Leah over myself? Which I want to reiterate, I'm a 12-time All-American, so I didn't really care about the tangible object of the trophy, but it was the principle. And when I asked why, they responded back with, well, Leah has to have the trophy for photos. Um, you can pose with this one, but you'll have to give it back. You go home empty-handed, and Leah takes the trophy home. And that's what really thrusted me over the edge into taking a public stance and acknowledging how this is harmful to women, how this destroys the benefits that we've seen from Title IX. This is taking away opportunities from women. Um, Asking us to change in a locker room with a man, that's not kind. Um, So this past year, that's really what has dedicated me to doing everything in my power to enact change. And it's certainly ever since that incident happened and you stepped forward, uh, a lot of progress has been made in terms of this becoming a national story, getting national attention, people talking about whether or not there should be limitations on transgender athletes in sports, both on the men's and the women's side, and uh, establishing rules across all the states. And that certainly is something that we're considering here in North Carolina right now with the Women's uh, Fairness and Women's Sports Act. You were here, I saw, the other day to speak in front of legislators about these rules in North Carolina, but you specifically were talking about how it impacts collegiate athletes. What did you have to say to our legislators? Yeah, absolutely. I I think it's crucial to protect the collegiate level. Um, What we're seeing across the country right now is states take a different approach. Some states are protecting K through college. Some states are protecting K through 12, leaving college out. And that's the approach that the North Carolina Senate has taken. Um, They've left college out of the equation. All girls 
regardless of which division, regardless of age, regardless of which sport you play in, regardless of where you live, all girls deserve protection, deserve privacy in their locker rooms, they deserve safety in their sports, they deserve equal opportunity. So to leave college out, um, I think it's setting themselves up for failure. I think these legislators need to be strong enough, need to be bold enough, need to be empowered enough to include all girls. Otherwise, um, I believe it's a bit disingenuous, I, I think, to say that some girls deserve protection while others don't. I don't think that's a fair argument. Is the NCAA and other governing organizations over collegiate sports, are they making decisions and rules on this? Because when I think some states would allow it ha- to happen and then some states wouldn't allow it to happen, that could get complicated if you have a university traveling to another state for a competition. Absolutely. Um, so far, there have been, I, I believe, 15 or 16 um, states that have passed it through the collegiate level. But the NCAA, their approach they're taking, um, last year their guidelines were just 12 months of hormone suppression, but now they're taking the approach of they want no accountability. They're in a phase-out approach to where they're actually leaving it up to sport-specific organizations to control each sport. Um, so swimming would resort back to FINA. Um, track and field would resort back, back to World Athletics. Um, so there is no, the NCAA is not taking an approach that would protect all girls in all sports. Um, they're cowards as well. They're, they're looking to take their hands out of the equation because they don't want to be responsible and they don't want any accountability. I'm speaking with Riley Gaines. She, you know her probably. She made international news the past this past year after she raced Leah Thomas in the NCAA Women's Swimming Championship, and they tied. They ended up giving the single trophy to Thomas after that event. Just playing some devil's advocate with you, I know there are some listeners who are thinking this, and it all comes down to they. the other side of the argument feels that any rule like this is is persecuting transgender people. Is there is there a solution, a middle ground that can be found to where there's no persecution and putting down of people because of because of who they are, and then also keeping sports fair? Absolutely. Um, first of all, I want to mention that the legislation being passed does not ban anyone from competing. I think that's a um, common misconception. The left, typically, it's the left who likes to put out as saying, you know, these are bills that ban trans athletes. That is not true. Um, I have seen the benefits of sports, and I think everyone is entitled to playing sports and should play sports. I encourage everyone. There's there's so many benefits from playing sports outside of just winning Um, in regards to leadership, in regards to forming relationships, camaraderie. There's so many pieces that go into playing sports that no one should be limited to. Um, That being said, I do think there are some ways to... um, ensure safety and fairness for everyone, one of which, of course, being by the legislation that's being put forward. Um, Again, no one is being banned. It's ensuring everyone is able to play where it's fair and everyone is able to play where it's safe. I think in an ideal world, um, a third category, embracing the trans community is an option. I don't know how realistic it is in terms of finances, in terms of garnering enough people to to play in this league, but I think it's a possibility that we should maybe look into for the future. But for now, I think the best option is to keep sports sex sex segregated. Riley, I've just got one more question for you. Unfortunately, we're running out of time here. All good interviews, sadly, have to come to an end because of time restrictions. But 
Um, I'm just curious. You you've graduated college now. You're out, so you're uh, you know out and about in the real world. But you obviously have a big task on your shoulders. You're a representative for a topic that has lots of international and national attention. Uh, what does your future career look like? Where do you see yourself going? And uh, in terms of this movement, are you going to continue to be a part of it? Yeah, you know that's my that's my plan. And I want to mention this is something I never foresaw for myself. Um, I graduated, I got married, I was ready to go to dental school, um, but very quickly all of that changed because I see what's at stake if someone doesn't take the stance and the approach that I'm taking on this issue. So I do plan on continuing to travel state to state, continuing to fight for Title IX at the federal level, continuing to try and engage um, female athletes, male athletes, parents, medical professionals, um, anyone, um, just really trying to engage the general public. That's definitely what I'm going to continue doing until um, we see more women standing up to this. Well, Riley Gaines, thank you so much for being on the show. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys, and thank you so much.